TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. And welcome to Overnight America. What a beautiful day in St. Louis. Wow. It was wonderful to be able to walk out the door without wearing a jacket. It's been a long time since I've been able to do that. But still, whenever that opportunity comes around, you take that opportunity. And you should have saw me walking around the neighborhood. I took the dog for a walk today without a jacket, just feeling wonderful. It's one of those deals when you come off an extreme cold, your body is used to extreme cold. But thanks to even a warm up to the 60s, it feels like a tropical paradise. And that's where we sat here today. And I just was going crazy for it. And I know that you were, too. You probably had the windows rolled down in the car. It always feels good when you can roll those down. And I was walking the dog and I saw someone throwing away an old TV. And I thought, I wonder if that works. Maybe I should pick that off the curb and take it home. Then I realized my wife would kill me if I did that, so I decided not to, but I was tempted to. And the things that you uh, find while walking around on a nice warm day never cease to amaze me. Now, something else I had a chance to do today, and you're going to have to help me with this one because I really don't know if I'm in the wrong for the way I felt at the grocery store. This happens, I think, often, but I don't know if anyone else is bothered by this, so I could use your help in trying to figure out, uh, after hearing this story, if I'm wrong. Uh, Here's the phone number, 314-436-7900. So I was at the grocery store. I have a whole cart of groceries, $130 worth, in case you were wondering, $130 worth. And that is just relative to know I had the cart, you know, not filled to the brim or anything, but yeah, do pretty good. And I'm in line. There's only two registers open. I'm on one of them. And there's two people in front of me. Well, actually three. So there's a person that's checking out. There's a little old lady who has a basket full of things. There's a woman in front of me who has, you know, just a little bit in her cart. And then there's me, full full blown cart. And then there's a person behind me who also is waiting in line. So there's a lot of people backed up at this grocery store. And the little old lady, two in front of me, kept looking for opportunities to let someone in front of her. She thought she was being nice. She, She would look and say, oh, you only have a few things. Why don't you go in front of me? And I'm thinking, you have three people behind you. You don't ha- you don't get to allow someone to cut the line when there's people behind you. That is that's a rule. I mean, that is just everyone knows that. So she looks around and she's looking and she gets someone and they cut the line 
and they go in front and she's thinking, oh, I did my good deed for the day. And she's feeling really good about herself. But I'm thinking, you just you just decided for everyone else in line. That is not allowed. And then she starts looking for someone else for it. And she's just she feels so generous. She feels so high on life that you allow someone to hop in front of you because they only had a few things. And when I say a few things, this person had a bag of things, a bag of not not just like two things like here. The person's holding on to a heavy gallon of milk. And on the other hand, another gallon of milk. Okay, two things. Oh, no, no. a, A 15 pound turkey and a gallon of milk. We're not talking about that. This person had a bag full of stuff. So easily, if you were at any other store and they said 10 items or less, this person wouldn't qualify. But it looked like she had just a couple of things because, you know, she was there. And when she goes and, oh, you can you, listen, you, you only got a couple of things go in front of me. I was so mad. I thought, you got to be kidding me. There's all these people behind us. Wait, you have to at least turn around and take a vote. Hey, do you mind if we let this person in? And I would have said, don't do it. That's not how the system works. Get them to the back of the line. Someone out here looking for a good Samaritan to let them cut the grocery. Get up into the back of the line. I want them. I'm going to look them in the eye when I'm putting $130 worth of groceries and all they're trying to do is buy a loaf of bread. I'm going to look them straight there. That's the rule. No mercy. Am I wrong here to think that? 314. <laughs> 436-7900 or 800-925-1120. Uh, one person texted in, uh, correct, the only persons, uh, those persons only have authority to delay themselves, not others. Remember back in grade school when you would do cuts behind you? Like, oh, you can cut, but you can cut behind me? Uh-uh, this ain't grade school. This ain't the playground rules that we're playing with. Uh, only two checkouts open sounds like Walmart. No, it was not. It was not. <laughs> One person said, that's the rule. Sweep the leg. <laughs> so I should have, this poor little old lady. I would say so I should have confronted her instead of just sitting there angered that I have a full cart of groceries. And there she is letting people cut in front of her. And I'm looking at the other lines thinking, man, I should have been in this other line. This isn't allowed. You're not allowed to do that. And I know she probably had nothing else to do in the day. And this is the only thing she had going for her. And this is something that'll make her feel good for the rest of the day. I should have at least known that, okay, I can let this slide. It probably only pushed me back five minutes. It's not the biggest deal in the world. But you know what? A rule's a rule. Get to the back. And you know what? I should have kicked that lady to the back too. Hey, you out you just you broke the rule you're done back of the line toots (laughs) okay maybe i'm going a little too far but the etiquette there you're not allowed to do that right that's the etiquette i'm not wrong for being upset or thinking to myself no you don't do that i'm not the wrong guy here am i you got to give me a little backup or you can tell me i'm nuts 314-436-7900 we'll take a couple of your calls coming up right after the break And also later this hour, uh, Mike Parsons is going to join us. He's a radio producer for uh, a radio station in Detroit. And there is a saga that's been going up there about a lost dog that got onto the Detroit River while it was frozen. The river started to thaw and the dog was stuck in the Detroit River. And it was like a multi-day rescue for this thing. Uh, It's a big story up there. And I thought, listen, it's so compelling. You got to hear this story. So he's going to come on and join us. Also later, 
in the show. Next hour, Sarah Klein is a former gymnast. She's also the first known victim of Larry Nasser. Larry Nasser apparently is going to be taking his case to the Michigan Supreme Court to try to knock some years off his sentence. And Sarah Klein, as one of the victims, has something to say about that. She's joining us on the show later, too. Very big show, all planned. I hope you'll enjoy it. Maybe uh, you can help me calm down. Call in. It's Overnight America, KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. I guess no one wants to admit I'm right here, which is fine. I'm used to that. Going in alone. Uh, Here's a couple of text messages that are coming in. If you want to call in, you can. We only got a few minutes here, but 314-436-7900. Text message said, you're right, but you were a little harsh. Now, I don't know if I, you know, maybe I wasn't harsh. If I would have stood up and said something on behalf of the line, like all of a sudden I was the elected uh, president of the line at the grocery store, if I would have stood up and said, no, we shall not allow this injustice, get out of here, and created a scene and yelled at a little old lady, some people I think would have liked that. Maybe that would have been too harsh, but to to feel that way, I don't think that's harsh. One person said, uh, you're not wrong. Okay, I like that. And also, why doesn't Aldi have a self-checkout line? (laughs) You can't get through Aldi with a self-checkout line. And there's no way your self-checkout line will be faster than the line that they always have. You ever seen the way that these Aldi grocer, like they're behind the, 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 they're right there and they're grabbing all your food and they just scan and throw, scan and throw, scan and throw. It's like a wood chipper, man. They just like throw it in and it just flies into the cart. So no, it's not going to be faster than that. Uh, at least she could have done was offer the people behind her in line, old lady purse mints. <laughs> Another good text message. Wow. These texts are great. I forgot to tell you the kicker to all of this. So the little old lady lets someone cut in line and I'm, thinking to myself no 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 you don't do that i don't care little old lady or not no i'm uh 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 uh. oh no she didn't so this is what happens little old lady uh lets the person in the person checks out and leaves little old lady gets to the front of the line and she's like going through her food and then you have the the person beep 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 and she gets to the very end and the person says oh, the person right before you paid uh, part of your bill. So you only owe X amount of dollars. So instead of it being like $20, you only owe $10 because, you know, they put $10 towards your groceries. And the little old lady, oh, isn't that nice? Oh, what a nice young lady that would do such a thing. So she's excited about this. And I'm thinking you're getting rewarded for exploiting all of us in line. Every single one of us have been exploited that you allowed this person, this grave injustice to humanity to go in front and cut the line. Some, you know, I told the story to my wife. <laughs> you know what my wife said? She said, what if it was a firefighter? What if it was a firefighter there and they were in full uniform and you're thinking to yourself, okay, would you, would you still feel that way knowing that they are out there serving the community putting themselves in harm's way or what if it's a police officer or a serviceman full full outfit serviceman would you still feel that way and i said uh i don't know i don't know if i I, it wouldn't feel as bad for some reason 
Because at the end, if you say, you know, thank you for your service, then it makes it, that's kind of like helps ease it a little bit, doesn't it? But I was going to also mention to her, I said, anyone that would be in full uniform would not be cutting the line. They would not, they would not be using their uniform that way at all, would not go down. They would not allow it, right? I would think so, at least. So I don't know. Maybe I'm uh, a little bit too much for all of this. Let's see. Text message came in. Uh, patience, it says. Here's, you answered your own question, patience. Yet you could have asked her to let you go in front of her. I should have done that. Hey, if you're letting people cut in front, how about I go? And, you know, she's only got like 20 bucks worth of things. And I got $130 worth of things getting ready to push myself in front of the line. I mean, it's jam-packed full of food in that cart. Hey, if you're, uh, <laughs> if you're letting people in front, how about you let me go? That would have been a great move. <laughs> then I would have been the bad guy with all of that. Oh, Big Al's calling in. Hey, Big Al, what's going on? You need to calm down. <laughs> you can't win against the Blue Hairs. They run the St. Louis Cardinals. They sit behind the dugout for 80 years of season tickets. You can't uh, pick on the elderly. This is a fight you cannot win. So just right. relax. <laughs> I mean, uh, you're talking leg sweeps here. No, I mean, <laughs> I sent you the text. Frankie ate my Italian bread, and he stopped midway to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to seriously calm down, but it's a great day. We're out of the house and you know, she probably was sitting around and had nothing to do and felt great. And she got paid for it. And yeah, was it technically right? Was it, if it was a 25 year old, heck no game on, but <laughs> Mildred, you can't win against Mildred Hopkins. So give uh -huh. it up before you're unemployed and you're in my basement again. I know. And well, you know what? Just my luck. You know what happened? Okay, here's this. This is how it played out. The person behind me, as soon as I started putting myself on the conveyor belt, the person at the register said, oh, we're closing after him, so you're going to have to pick another line. So if that one little old lady didn't cut, the person in front of me could have been in the other line, probably checked out by then. So that guy that really you, got it. If that uh, was you that got cut off, you would have been kicking flies out of the air. Thank God you got cut after you. <laughs> Otherwise, you probably would be fired tonight. Camel X host goes crazy and snooks. Leg sweeps the old lady, elbows a guy, and runs out with his groceries. Back to you, Jim. Love you, bud. All right, thanks, Miguel. Oh, man, I don't want to make headlines for that. That'd be the worst thing to make headlines for. <laughs> it, it wouldn't be Camel X host. It would be former KMOX host <laughs> like sweeps sweet innocent old lady and this is just my luck this is what would happen it would be one of those Larry David moments where you would go up to her and say hey you shouldn't be letting people cut and it would spiral out of control she would be like a national treasure she'd be someone that is like well respected and known and I have no idea who she is she'd have a family member a son that's like a high ranking official somewhere Next thing you know, it's like I'm a nationwide disgrace. I'm going to be on every uh, liberal website showing, hey, conservative radio host hates fill in the blank. Oh, boy, that could have really spiraled out of control. You're right, Big L. I do need a little bit more patience. I get that. Uh, thanks for that call. 314-436-7900. Who texted in leg sweep? Big Al even referenced it. Uh, that's memorable. <laughs> Yeah, I do feel bad for the dude behind me. He had a thing of groceries. If it wasn't for the person that cut the line, 
he would have been right there ready to go check out. But instead, they relegate him to a different line that already has so many other people lined up. So he could have been checking out by then based on the amount of time we wasted letting people cut. He would have been able to. He's probably checking out in another line if that was something he would have known. So he really was the one that got the screws put to him in that scenario. I mean, I just made the cutoff and wasted about five minutes. But then again, it made for a good good segment here, I thought. Here's uh, another quick thing, and I wanted, to <laughs> I wanted to bring this up because we got a lot of guests, and I thought we just wanted to mention it briefly. There's a story online, uh, Post-Dispatch, I'm getting this one. Missouri Senate gives preliminary approval to bill that creates new protections for police, increases penalties for protesters. We've talked about the increased penalty for protesters couple of maybe last month or so and we we did some calls and people were interested in that and it's interesting because right across in illinois you see them trying to change the way that they work cash bail or bail bonds anything that has backfired in other areas you even hear heard in our local news they talk about states that have attempted this and how that has failed we can learn from the mistakes that other areas have uh, made. And one of the biggest mistakes we haven't been able to correct is being understaffed when it comes to police in St. Louis. We know that being understaffed equals crime issues. When Minnesota, in particular Minneapolis, decided, well, after the problems we had last year with police, we're going to cut the funding and we'll fire police officers and blah, 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 blah. They do all these things. The people that live there hate this idea, but you get this you know, radical mindset that the police are bad, thus having no police are good. And then the really far left city council moves forward on something like this and they come back to regret it. The people that live there are yelling and screaming, get the police back here. This, this is terrible. We're living in the we're, we're living in a, a place that's almost out of a movie. Crime is rampant. We got to fix this sort of thing. And they have to backtrack uh, to get the police back there. Let this be a something that we can look at here in the city of St. Louis. We're, what, 150 police officers down from the approved number? I think the last time I checked, it was still about 150 down. They're having a hard time recruiting new police officers. They can't get them in for many different reasons. Luckily, they've moved in the right direction when it comes to the residency issues and pay and all these other things that play a factor. Why would you want to work for the city of St. Louis when you don't get the support? And even if you do find yourself arresting someone that admits to a heinous crime, the circuit attorney, Kim Garden, might not even take the case up if she doesn't like you then why don't you just work in a surrounding area where you won't get hassled, the benefits will be better, and you won't be looked at as someone that's uh, the enemy. But we can learn from these other things. When the policing dips down, the crime goes up. For us, the policing has always been down because we've been below that level, and the crime has always been high. Why don't you look at Minneapolis in the case of when they put police officers back into place in the areas that need to be policed, that the crime rates do drop. And how about we use that as an example to try to, I don't know, work a little harder to get more cops on the street here in St. Louis. How about we try that? But look at all these other states, too, as brought up in the news. The, all the other states that have had the bail bonds or the cash bonds or whatever, the cash uh, bail dropped as part of legislation, and they all come back to regret it because it doesn't work. You have uh, exactly what we see here in St. Louis, repeat offenders going crazy and the crime rate continues to be sky high. I don't think anyone looks at St. Louis and says, man, look at that homicide rate. They are the envy of all major cities. Of course not. No one says that. And rightfully so, they shouldn't say that. And we haven't done much to fix it. We still see high homicide numbers. So 
maybe we'll talk about this later, but we'll, the, the Missouri Senate given preliminary approval for a bill that creates new protection for police and penalties for protesters. I do think it is a step in the right direction. So uh, we'll, we'll get to that later. We still got a lot of time in a four hour show here. So coming up after the break, there's one story that has been gripping the nation. In fact, um, it is a really strange saga of a dog that got out in the Detroit River and needed to be rescued. And what a crazy story this is. So joining us from a radio station in Detroit, Mike Parsons, right after the break, this is Overnight America KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. News Radio 1120 KMOX. The voice of the Cardinals. Welcome back to Overnight America. You can find us online and there's a saga of a little tiny dog lost in the Detroit River that has really gripped a region joining us from WJR Radio. He's a producer for that station, the Great Voice of the Great Lakes. Mike Parsons, how are you? Oh, you sounded just like him, Ryan. Thanks for having me on. Does that sound good? I practiced that before. The the voice guy uh, does have that deep, deep voice for the radio station. Those classic, great call letters uh, deserve a big, deep voice like that. <laughs> it's the voice of God. Yeah. So the Detroit River, uh, from what I understand from your building, are you able to see the action? Because maybe we should back up for a moment, kind of set up what exactly went down with this little dog that got caught up in the Detroit River. Yeah, and you, you use the word saga, and that's exactly what it was. It's a, this epic saga, it started last Wednesday evening. There was a local photographer uh, taking pictures at a park on the Detroit River, um, and through his camera zoom, he spotted a, a little poodle mix stranded on some ice uh, near some islands owned by BASF Chemical, uh, which they use for um, corporate retreats and, 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 and team building exercises. And the dog was stuck out on the ice and was being followed by some coyotes. So um, oh. this photographer, yeah, I know, <laughs> just wrought with peril. And so uh, the photographer posted... Um, this picture on a very active, very popular uh, local Facebook page. And obviously it got a lot of attention. It caught the attention of a woman named uh, Patricia Trevino. She runs one of the local animal shelters. And so when she saw this on Wednesday night, she went right down to the park to see what she could do to, to, to help the dog. And she couldn't get anyone to go out. None of the local municipalities wanted to go out because they, they, said it was is too dangerous to actually send a person out after the dog so eventually she contacted a uh, animal transport service who had a drone 
Uh, but by the time she got a hold of them, it was too dark for them to to uh, to, to put the drone up. Drone up. So uh, the next morning, Thursday morning, they put the drone up. They couldn't find the dog, and uh, nobody heard anything from the dog for about a a day and a half until Friday afternoon. Um, the same photographer saw the dog out there again, and yeah. he posted on the Facebook page again. Um, Patricia Trevino walk, rushes down there, now a uh, reporter uh, from our local ABC affiliate by the name of Kimberly Craig. She's out there, so this thing goes viral um, locally. I mean, the, the entire um, southern suburbs of, of Detroit are, are you, know, you know, watching this like a Disney movie. And mm-hmm. so, so they, <laughs> everyone gets out there on Friday afternoon, and they convince a local uh, Canadian fire department to go out to look for the dog. Uh, just like Wednesday night, it gets dark. They have to call off the search. And, and now everyone's like, well, you know, this dog has survived two nights out on, on, on the ice. He's not going to survive another one. But they still go out the very next day, and um, they spank the dog, and they actually convince um, – the contractor who um, who provides airboats to BASF to get people to and from the island uh, to go out and look for the dog. So after about a half hour, um, they find the dog hiding in some uh, trees on the island. They get him into the boat, and they bring him back to a uh, cheering crowd on shore, safe and sound, after uh, three nights out in the out in the elements. It was a cold snowy week in Detroit. So uh, to, to call a miracle dog is an understatement. Yeah, this reminds me of that one story in the 80s, that little Jessica down in a well. Like everyone in the region is just nonstop, 24-7, wanting updates on this little dog. So how is the dog today? Is it okay? Um, last I heard, they took it to a very reputable um a very reputable animal hospital. Uh, it, it's being treated for some frostbite, and it had some uh, pancreatitis, which, huh. which, yeah, it, it not don't know if it got it on the island or it was a pre-existing condition. So uh, the dog is getting IVs, antibiotics, getting a hyperbaric chamber. I mean, this dog's getting better health care than, than you and me. So, um, and it's a young dog. It's about 12 to, to 18 months. So, they expect the dog to bounce back, but it, it, he's going to have to be at, at the vet for about two weeks before wow. they can proceed. Okay, but it's looking good for that little pup. You know, I don't know what a drone would do to try to fix this thing. Like, how do you, was a drone going to just, like, swoop down and grab the dog or scare away the coyotes or whatever? Do we know? Uh, I think it was to look for the dog, but I don't know. Maybe it, it try to lure it, uh, lure it back on a dry land with a sausage. I'm not sure, but I, my guess <laughs> is that it was it, it was it was put up there to 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 see if the dog was out there, and then then they would know where to send help. What happened um, to get the dog out there? Do we know exactly what went down? Was the ice frozen and the dog walked out, or was the dog already on this island? Do we have any idea how it got there? Yeah, you know what? That's 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 part of the big mystery. Um, you know, um, one, uh, one thing that's been happening since this dog has been, been rescued is that there's a lot of people who have come forward claiming that they own the dog. And, um, 
And, you know, there is one, one couple who even called up the animal hospital threatening that they're come up and, and, and take the dog um, home with them ASAP uh, to the, to the point where the animal hospital had to um, call the police and, and kind of have them surveil the area because uh, they felt threatened. So, um, you know, when they, when they got the dog, when they got the dog to the hospital, they had to shave off about two pounds of matted fur and the dog hasn't um, had any of its mm. shots or anything. So um, there's, there's evidence that there was some neglect with this dog um, before he ended up on the ice. So, um, you know, right now the theory is that uh, negligent owners, somehow the dog got out and he ended up on the island and um, he got chased off onto the ice by some coyotes. And uh, he just kind of had to, uh, he just kind of had to find a way to make it through until somebody came and rescued him. Yeah. Dog's a survivor. Now they had to enlist the help of the Canadians with something like this. So doesn't that technically make this an international incident? Yes, that's right. It's it was a very international slash community <laughs> effort. But yeah, they they had to call in the Canadians and uh, and Wait, so uh, where exactly is the border there when it comes to that island? Is that technically in the United States or is that part Canadian or Canada? I should say. Um, I you know what I I would have to look that up. I think it might be bisected in the middle. I think uh, yeah. you know. You half grew up around here. Yeah, Boblo Island. It's kind of like Boblo Island. Part of it's America, part of it's Canada. Oh, I love Boblo Island. I used to go there all the time. My parents would take me there, and they had the giant Simpsons characters. You have to take the paddle boat out. Oh, that was just wonderful. What a great what a great day if your parents took you to Boblo Island. Right now it looks like a, a place where the Scooby-Doo kids would, would uh, investigate a mystery because, you know, there's all the abandoned amusement park equipment still out there. I didn't know it was still up. I thought someone bought that and took it down. I guess not. That would be kind of strange to go walk through it. I would love that. I, I mean, I would pay money to go walk through Boblo Island again. But what about this one? So BASF, um, they own this island. You said they use it as a retreat. And their main way to get to the island is through like an airboat, kind of like you see down south with uh, the swamps? Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if airboats are, are the main mode of transportation uh but i know it's one of the modes of transportation and they had to use an airboat because um they needed something that could go over land and water since uh since, since the the water and the ice and their terrain over there was so rocky and treacherous they sort of needed a um all terrain slash slash um you know all water type mode of transportation yeah. to uh even get near the dog now, tell me the kind of the pulse of Detroit and the surrounding areas on something like this. Are they just really upset whoever allowed their dog to get into the situation? Are, are they just happy the dog was found? Or So what are the emotions right now with this saga? Well, you know, like like every news story, it changes. I think uh, it went from, you know, of course, there was the emotional roller coaster to, you know, the dog is saved, the dog is doomed. And then once the dog was saved, you know, it, it, there was just this big, big sigh of relief. Um, and then, um, you know, when, when, when the, uh, the owners came, the quote unquote owners came forward who were threatening the, the animal hospital came forward, um, and you found out more about their backstory, how this dog, um, it only survived because it had two pounds of, of matted fur on it. Um, 
which is a sign of neglect, and the dog had no um, had no shots. And the people who claimed to um, claimed to have owned him, um, you know, said that they gave him away to to a cousin, and they they have a couple other dogs, uh, which makes it sound like they're they're backyard breeders. You know, right now I think it's kind of gone from concern about the dog surviving out on the ice to happiness and relief that the dog's okay to now people are worried that he'll be put back into a situation that's not optimal. So I think right now people are hopeful and a little bit nervous, hoping that uh, this dog, if, uh, if, if his real owners are out there, he'll be returned to a loving home. And if not, uh, you know, he'll be put up for adoption and there'll be a, a line around the block for him. Cause he's, you know, he's the most, he's the most famous dog in Michigan. Aw, good as it should be. I almost I would feel more inclined to roll the dice with other owners because uh, I don't know. It matted after all that fur goes to show you that uh, I don't know how long the dog's been out there, and then you have to yeah. have at least some proof that you tried to find the dog and no shots or anything at that age. Now that's not good either. Uh, so well, all of these things point to someone else would be better off looking after this pup. Yeah, and uh, and and. Um, the, the the female in the couple she she was on the news and she was quoted as saying because in in the state of Michigan uh, a dog has to have by law a rabies vaccination well before their first birthday and you know she was on the news and she said well I didn't find it necessary to give him a rabies shot because he's not around other wild animals I'm like not around other wild animals like like that coyote on that island that he got on through your own neglect it's like Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. It's just like, it's like, okay. I mean, if this, if if this dog really came from that home, these people shouldn't have pets, pets at all. So, yeah, I'm with you. I I, I think uh, uh, I, I'm with you, and I think I'm with everyone else familiar with this story, hoping that they place the dog up for adoption and give it a, a better shot at a better home. Yeah, I tend to think this might be a better Pixar than a DreamWorks movie because it does have a good ending so far. I want to see it go that way, but I get some serious Corella DeVille Disney vibes from this one person that is coming up with all these excuses. They couldn't take care of the animal before. You know, why do we have any indication they'll be able to take care of the dog in the future? So let's hope that whoever does end up adopting this dog, you know, I would be much feeling I'd feel a lot better if it was someone actually working at the agency that rescued them taking the dog in because then we'll get updates at least and it'd be a good publicity thing for them to you know help animals and they could probably use it as a way to help many other animals in the future yeah I agree and actually the photographer who discovered the dog twice has actually uh came out publicly saying look if this dog's up for adoption you know put me in that lottery so I think I think uh, a lot of people are, are rooting for that guy um uh, a man by the name of Tim Epperly um, to to get the dog. I know he's got my vote. I mean, he's the one. He's the one who set the entire uh, the the entire rescue in motion. So, um, if uh, if that dog gets placed up for adoption, uh, that that's 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 who I would put my money on. What a topic! Just out of quick uh, curiosity, how many uh, segments can you milk a topic like this for on air at WJR? Ah, uh, let's see. Let's see. Is this dog a is this dog a, a, a socialist or a conservative? That's probably that's probably that's a, 
You can probably get about an hour and a half off of that. Oh, good. Mike Parsons is a WJR radio producer out of Detroit to talk about that saga of the lost dog on the Detroit River. Glad that they have the pup in his, the pup is now safe. Thank you so much for coming on and talking about that story here on uh, KMOX. Hey, from one legendary set of uh, call letters to another, thanks for having me on. It's been an honor. Very cool. Mike Parsons is a radio peep. We talk on Facebook as uh, radio people seem to like to connect with each other for some reason. He's one of the cool ones, and I'm glad he came on tonight. He joins us on the Bomberito Automotive Group guest line. This is Overnight America KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com on KMOX. Really not sure what would the St. Louis equivalent be to Bablo Island up in Detroit, but it was so great. You would park, you would have to get on the big paddle boat. It would take you across the Detroit River to the island where there was an amusement park. It was so fun. You know, you, the whole family would go out to this and just enjoy the time. And it's hard to say with a straight face how beautiful the Detroit River was at that time when you're a kid. You don't know any better. And you get out there, and then there's the, the mascots. It was the Simpsons. So you had like Homer Simpson, Bart, Lisa, Marge, uh, Maggie. They were all in giant costumes like they do with Mickey Mouse down at Disney. But it's all Simpsons characters. And you take your picture if you want to. And if they had smartphones back then, you better believe I would have been going crazy for something like that. But this is something that kind of fizzled out in the uh, early 90s. And it's unfortunate because it was a lot of fun. It was around for a long time. Maybe there is something a St. Louis equivalent to that. But still, I really missed out on the floating McDonald's. I wish that was still around or at least the novelty of it. Because if they were to even bring it back for like a couple of months, like an exhibit, and you go, <laughs> I would be there. Like uh, tomorrow, I wouldn't even hesitate. I take my kid out of school and saying, hey, you're not going in. We're getting you down to the floating McDonald's and it'll be the greatest day of his life in mine, too, probably. Uh, by the way, what is the best age of life? So there's a new survey. Uh, one poll did a survey on behalf of True Nagan. I don't know what that company is, actually, but they found that uh, those surveyed, 59% said that they used to be obsessed with fighting the aging process. And of the 2,000 or so people that were surveyed, 4 in 10 said they wouldn't go back to their 20s. The 20s were not the most popular region. In fact, they said the best age, according to the survey, the age where it's just the sweet spot, the best years of their life, 36. Isn't that something? So 41% responded uh, that they are bracing, uh, embracing the aging process. Over half of those polled said that they believe they not only look younger than their true age, but they also feel younger by about six years. And not wanting to go back to the 20s is probably a pretty good reason why we find ourselves not really wanting to have to relive all the mistakes we've made in the past. And thank goodness social media wasn't around when I was in my 20s. Well, I guess it was, but it wasn't when I was in my late teens, early 20s. It wasn't a thing. And I made so many stupid, dumb mistakes that I'm glad there's no photos of me out there now that all of these other kids have a million other pressures to have to worry about. You know, when I talk to someone that's in their you know 60s or 70s and they talk about what it was like growing up 
and all the different things that have changed since then. There's a, you know, the changes in the 60s and 70s in our country, all the other temptations and things that were brought forward and easier access to and the, you know, cultural changes where it becomes less taboo to do certain things or whatever it is. Um, they said, you don't know what it's like to uh, live now where there's a million things that you're tempted with. And before there was just a couple of things. Well, not a couple, but you know what I mean? There's, there's more things now today. And when the Internet came around even more so. Now it's like, okay, I can relate to that because I look at all of the problems I made uh, and things I did when I was a kid, when I was younger, and there wasn't documented proof in everyone's pockets that were able to be pulled out and used in that fashion. So I feel a little bit better about that now. It, maybe it's just always harder for the next generation when it comes to the temptations and the problems that they run into. Not always it's easier. Maybe that's something we need to realize. Get a little wisdom under your belt. Mid-30s, 36 years old probably have started a family, have some kids by that point. Um, you're enjoying that. You can look at your child's face and say, I want to trade this for the world. And that's something that wisdom could bring to you in that in that time. All right, coming up right after the break, uh, the very first victim of Larry Nasser. I don't know if you remember that case out of Michigan. Larry Nasser was the uh, doctor of the gymnast that abused all those girls. She's out to talk about what is now an appeal to the Missouri Supreme Court. That's coming up on Overnight America KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.